Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is May 20th, it's 2019, and we have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Like always on Monday, I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How was your weekend, my friend? Good weekend, man. Uh, Definitely ready to get the slate going, and uh, I think I I saw you... uh, had a good NASCAR weekend, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So uh, that that's always good news for you and all the NASCAR subs. So uh, for sure, man, re- ready to break this thing down. Yeah, it was a good NASCAR race. Um, was right about a lot of stuff. You know, still still you know a little bit of wrong on some stuff as well. But um, anytime you can win a race, it, win a tournament, even though you split it with like 19 people, um, don't care. <laughs> you know. Profit is profit. We move on to the next week and um, big race this weekend. I'm I'm already excited. The the Coca Cola 600 is this weekend, so I'm I'm super pumped. It, they look like they're going to be rolling out some big tournaments for it. Um, I've already got my four tickets for the $600 tournament. Like I'm just ready to go. So definitely ready for NASCAR. But I'm ready to get back on the baseball grind too. I'm I'm on a hot streak right now with baseball. I took Sunday off. I almost wish I didn't take Sunday off because rolling, rolling right right now and uh, just ready ready to get back in the slate. But before we do that, if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is FantasyDraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way, if you want access to any kind of promos that we run with them, you get it. Also, you'll get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there and check them out. Uh, Will, you ready to get started on this nice eight-game Monday slate? Yeah, let's roll, man. Let's roll this thing. It's a good one. All right, we start with the Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles. It's Jay Happ against Andrew Kashner. Uh, let's start with Jay Happ. Always starting with the visiting teams here. This game being in Baltimore. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Jay Happ? Man, I mean, after we see what uh, Beaver just did to Baltimore today, I think in our hearts and minds we're thinking, man, we've got to see some form of a repeat performance. Uh, I, I think Jay Happ is okay for SP two, but he's definitely he's not someone that I'm just dying to play today. Uh, especially in this weather. I mean, it's in Camden Yards. It's not like he's coming from, you know, a a pitcher's park to a hitter's park. He's in a hitter's park himself. But, man, it's starting to warm up. And this is is what we've been talking about all season long. When it's it's starting to warm up, I don't really want to play – middle of the road pitchers and I, I don't I don't think Baltimore is some elite offense but uh, I, I'm willing to fade Jay Happ today if I'm gonna take a pitcher and get knocked around I'd rather even spend a little bit less than Jay Happ so uh, I, I'm gonna be fading Happ today I, 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 I've got a little bit of interest in Baltimore yeah I, I like this spot for Happ because at the end of the day um, you know he is a Lefty facing Baltimore. We know 
there's a lot of strikeouts in this in, in this lineup against left-handed pitching. Uh, so like you like that. Um, you know, Baltimore has been a team to struggle with lefties all season. 28% K rate as a team. They're they got the fourth lowest uh, WOBA, and, and their WRC plus is the fourth lowest as well. So they don't typically beat you, um, and they don't typically rock you. But Hap doesn't typically go out there and just blow the ball by people either. So. You know, for me, it's kind of one of those things where I think he's a good price. I I do I do like his price as an SP two. I, I do like his price. I think he's more of a tournament play. I think we got some really good pitching options for cash games today. But I I don't want to roll out um, Hap for for tournaments here. Um, the other side of this game, Andrew Kashner. So. Well, I did a deep dive on Andrew Kashner the last time he started because I was getting frustrated about stacking against Andrew Kashner. One of the things that I've kind of noticed here is he stopped throwing his sinker to lefties. And he's still throwing a little bit to righties, but he's stopped throwing it to lefties. He's committed on throwing this changeup curveball fastball mix to lefties, and it's working. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to continue to work, but it's working. Still can't get righties out. Still can't get righties out. But it is working against lefties. So I'm not playing Andrew Kashner here. It's more of I'm going to be careful on the bats that I take from the Yankees because I do think they're going to be pretty popular here uh, with a 5.42 implied total. But um, I, I just wanted to point that out. Like It's just something that I noticed on my research the last time he pitched. Uh, I'm guessing you don't have any interest here in Kashner. No, no, definitely no, no interest in Kashner today. But I will say this: it's kind of like I talked about the Jay Happ scenario. I, if I'm going to take a pitcher and I know he's going to get knocked around, I'd rather just take a, a cheap guy and, and go from there. So that's kind of this my thought process behind the whole thing. Do I like Andrew Kashner today? No, but if I had to choose between Jay Happ and Hashner, ha, uh, Kashner straight up today. I take Kashner just because just because of the price discount, and, and there's so many offenses that we want to play today. I, I feel like I want to find a, a, a cheap pitcher, maybe want to go the the uh, high spin, low spin route today, and that's kind of what I'm going to be looking to do. All right, let's talk bats here. Yankees bats. What are we looking at here for the Yankees? Well, I mean. Uh, I think if you're playing the Yankees, I know we probably want to play him as a stat. Um, Andrew Cashman just continues to burn us when we back against him. You kind of already talked about that. But, uh, I mean, Luke Voigt looks good. Uh, you definitely want to take the guys that, that have some power. Gary Sanchez is probably the best hitter on this team as, as far as batter profile against him. So I think those would kind of be my two guys, guys that have some power. I mean, Torres is going to be okay. You know, Gardner, lefty, lefty. I, I think I'm going to avoid Gardner. But I, I think Gary Sanchez, he might be the spin up at catcher. I know you don't like to do that, but uh, he's got a real good chance at, at, a, at a home run game here for sure. Yeah, I hate paying up for catcher, but if I was going to pay up for catcher today, it would be Sanchez. I like him more than I like Contreras. I like him more than I like Torinos. Um, yeah, he would be my pay up today. Like Sanchez would definitely be my he's my favorite play over 4K a catcher today over on DraftKings. So, and you know, it's always sneaky to play a catcher over on Fantasy Draft and just nobody does it. So, always take advantage yeah. of that when you can. But love Luke Voigt in this matchup. Don't mind Torres. 
if Frazier gets a better lineup spot, I don't mind him. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking at here for the Yankees. Uh, what do we like here, if anything, for Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore, man, it's just really – so So Baltimore is going to be pretty cheap uh, in the same hitting environment. I think you already know how, how I feel about that. You know, you've got two teams in an equal hitting environment. Uh, Trey Mancini is just really jumping off the page today, but he's 5K. He's their most expensive bat. Uh, I'm, I'm probably thinking Jordan Ricard may make the lineup today, so so he's a guy I have some interest in. And the reason I'm playing Baltimore is just for pure run production. I don't think they're going to hit a lot of home runs, which which sounds like, are, are you crazy? You know, you don't think they're going to hit a lot of home runs. But I think they're going to put some runs up on the board here. I mean, they've got a pretty hefty total as well at, at four, a little over four. And, uh, you know, so so I, I think they'll score some runs. So VR for sure, Mancini for sure, uh, Renato Nunez, and then Pedro Severino, a catcher. He's a guy I've got my eye on today. Uh, pre- pretty affordable, too, at 3500 especially if everybody's going to be playing Gary the Goat. I wouldn't mind firing up Pedro on the other side uh, if I'm thinking about, you know, doing a little mini stack of Baltimore. Yep. Uh, Mancini is probably one of my favorite one-offs on this slate. Um, you're going to have to pay up for him, but I do like this spot for him. Um, and then I don't mind Severino if you're looking for a cheap catcher. Um, but outside of that, I just I don't get excited about playing Baltimore. Um, I do like to play. I, I do like to play Dwight Smith Jr. in lefty-lefty matchups, but Jay Happ is just a guy that is very good against lefties, so um, I, I'm just not going to do it. So. Washington Nationals, New York Mets, Patrick Corbin, and Andrew Gagnon. Gagnon? Um, no total in this one yet. Uh, let's start with Patrick Corbin. You know, he, he's certainly one of my favorite pitchers on this slate uh, when we're just looking at, you know, raw talent-wise. You're paying for him. You know, you're not getting any type of discount if you want to play Patrick Corbin today. But he put up 39 against this team, you know, five days ago. And I hate – you know, I hate pitching guys in the same spot, but this seems like an excellent spot to attack Patrick Corbin. Yeah, it sure does, man. And I mean, the Mets have been just terrible. Uh, if if you look at point totals on the season, uh, the Mets the last three games have averaged about four four runs on the season. They're they're four and a half. Uh, their last game they didn't score any runs. I mean, they just they just couldn't hit a beach ball in Miami. I mean, it was awful. Uh, so I, I've i got tons of interest in Corbin. I, I think he's the best pitcher on the slate, uh, not just matchup-wise. I think talent-wise, as of right now, I think he's the best pitcher on the slate. I think you need to fi- just find a way to get him in your lineups today, period. Uh, you know, Mike Myers in Texas against Seattle – uh, Chris Paddock's in San Diego against Arizona. Like you have some guys that you may be able to play. Of course, my boy Mike Soroka, but I I, th- I think Corbin is a slam dunk today, and um, you know I'm for sure going to be trying to find a way. I, I do like the discount on some of these guys on DK, but I'm going to start with Corbin first with the intent of trying to get him in, and, and then if I can't, I'll try to go to one of my mid range plays on FanDuel. I don't I don't think it's much of an argument. I think you just play him. And you roll it. Andrew Gagnon on the other side of this game, I don't expect him to go deep. Um, he hasn't pitched more than 2.2 innings um, this season. He's a relief guy. 
looks like it's going to be a legit bullpen game. It's not going to be one of those opener type things. Um, maybe we get more clarity on this throughout the day on Monday, but right now it looks like this is going to be a bull, like a legit bullpen game for the Mets. Yeah. So Andrew Gagnon, we're not playing him in DFS. Um, he, he's solid cool. as a relief guy. He's solid, but um, we're, we're not expecting him to go deep in this game, right? No, I, I sure hope not, but uh, maybe DraftKings knows something we don't know because he's definitely priced at 7100 which is astronomical. Uh, but, I mean, I, I checked on MLB.com, and, I mean, they've got the pitcher as TBD, which tells me there's no way he's going to pitch the whole game. I don't think he goes more than three innings, if if that. Yeah, he he you know against Washington last time, you know, he threw two, two and two-third innings. Um, 26 pitches, and that was the most uh, he he's thrown um, this season. I guess that's not true. He he threw 5.1 innings against Philadelphia um, early in the season, um, and, and threw 90 97 pitches right out of spring training. So, yeah, for I, a whopping 7.2 points. Yeah, I just don't like. I, I'm not playing him, and I don't expect him to go deep in this game for what it's worth. Uh, let's talk bats here. What do we like here for the Nationals? Man, the Nationals been hitting the ball pretty well recently. Uh, I, I think maybe a part of that is them getting a little bit healthier, although we haven't really seen the upside from Soto since he's gotten back. Uh, Anthony Rendon, I think he hit another bomb today. So uh, I, I think Rendon is, is the, the top top bat on this team right now, period. Uh, Howie Kendrick is another guy has been hitting well. I don't think he started today. Um, I think he hit a pinch hit home run. Or, or maybe someone got hurt. I can't remember. But uh, Howie Kendrick is another guy that looks really good. You know, for for a guy that's going to be pretty much a fastball pitcher, if he's in there three innings, I mean, you got to expect uh, this team to score some runs. And so, like I said, Anthony Rendon, Howie Kendrick, if he makes the lineup, those are kind of my, my top two bats. And then outside of that, uh, Adam Eaton and, of course, Trey Turner for the stolen base upside. He looks to just be running on everybody. So, uh, you know, coming back from injury, you know, hopefully he gets going. Uh, so I like him as well. Yeah, I don't have really much to add outside of what you said. I, I will say Jan Gomes is still really cheap as a catcher if he plays over Suzuki in this spot. Um, certainly we look at him as like my, my cheaper catcher on the slate uh, because, you know, bullpen game, anything can happen. So as far as the Mets go, you know, nothing really standing out to me. I, I do think – Pete Alonso is interesting on non-Corbin teams, but Corbin's been so good this year that I, I don't need to target him here. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, just no need to do it. And, you know, for everybody that believes in hot and cold, the Mets are cold right now. It just – and it's not just because they're in Miami. They, they weren't hitting outside of Miami. So uh, if you believe that this team just is struggling and they're not going to be able to figure it out, and I think you stick with that note you play Corbin once again. All right, uh, moving on here. We got Seattle Mariners at Texas Rangers. Mike Leak against Mike Miner. This is an 11 total. Uh, Mike Miner is a 150 oh, yeah. favorite in this game. But 11 total in Texas tells me one thing. It's hot. It's hot in Texas. Um, can't wait to see what the what the weather edge has for this one. Um Let's start with Mike Leak. Do you have any interest here, Mike Leak? Here we go. We're going to get my first one out for the day. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Mike Leake, surprisingly, has been really good against lefties this season. You know, his strikeout rate is up. His walk rate is down. ton of ground balls. But the underlining numbers tell us that something has got to give here. And there's a lot of lefties with a lot of power in this Texas lineup. So I'm going to I'm gonna take the, the, the Texas side of this one. Uh, do you have any interest here in Mike Miner? Man, I think we're going to get my second one of the day. No. Yeah, I, I just think there's too many righties in this lineup. Mike Miner has certainly been better this season. You know, he, he's been really good. 294 Woba, 144 ISO, 22.7% strikeout rate against righties. You know, he uses that changeup a, a lot uh, against right-handed hitters, and it's been really good this season. But Healy, Navarez, Encarnacion, um, you know, all these guys can hit that pitch. And then the rest of this lineup, very good against fastballs, which he throws – 40% of the time. So I'm going to pass on minor, but I'm hesitant. Will I want to stack Seattle here? I, I really do. I, I want to load up on the Seattle bats, but like I've gotten this like respect for Mike minor this season and it's a legit respect. Listen, I'm with you, dude. I, I, I understand the Mike minor respect and I, I try to respect every pitcher as much as humanly possible in the right conditions. I just think these are the wrong conditions. Um, you know, I think I talked about it a little bit last week. I don't care who's pitching in Texas. Uh, I, I'm always going to side with the offense. Uh, you know, the other night, I, I think it was Miles Mikolas, I think, on that Friday night, and we saw what Texas kind of did to him early on. Didn't score a lot on the back end, but they put up seven runs real quick. Uh, I think it was three or four home runs out of that seven. I mean, I see something real, real, real um, similar coming here with Seattle, man. I mean, these guys have been hitting home runs all season. Hannigan, Canarcion, Santana, Healy. Th this team is a power righty team. I just can't play Mike Miner in 87-degree weather. I already know the weather edge has got to have something nice in store for us. Uh, I think the only thing that would keep me off of this game would be extreme ownership. And I do think there's going to be some today with this being a, a smaller slate than usual. Yeah, like I, I'm just – and Seattle's cheap on DraftKings. I don't think anybody's over 5K. Like it's not hard to make a stack and, you know, get pitchers that you like. So um, certainly like the Seattle side. I, I like the Texas side, but you're obviously you're, – you're paying for them here. You're, you're not getting these Texas bats cheap. Joey Gallo, one of the most expensive bats on the entire slate. Um you know, Willie Calhoun still still kind of cheap. Not like he's still not over 5K. Um, this is a good spot to look at these Texas bats. Uh, and like I said, Mike Miner, I, I do expect some of these numbers to come back down to earth. Um, it, it's just looking at it like everything's suggesting that he should be getting hit harder against lefties. So, you know, even looking at like his pitch type data against lefties this season, um, his changeup that he's using a lot is, is still not good. It's just it's getting a ton of ground balls with the changeup, and obviously that's making a huge difference for him. But I, I just like this spot for Texas: Calhoun, Cru or Mazzara, Chu, Gallo, Cabrero, Dor, <laughs> Santana, Guzman. If you're a lefty and you're in Texas today, come on down. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, lefties in Texas. So he here's another FanDuel special. We talked about this last week on Friday uh, when the Dodgers came up to play in Cincinnati, and we pulled up the pricing and just realized that, wait a minute, these guys are too cheap. 
you know, and, and if you played him on DK, you still came out fine. You got the home runs that you needed. But on FanDuel, they were just egregiously cheap. Well, you know, I'm pulling up the FanDuel application here, and I'm looking at the pricing, and these lefties are once again cheap. So you get Joey Gallo at 4200 fair. Uh, Shin, Shin Su Chu, 3800 fair. Nomar Mazar is 3500 Willie Calhoun is three k. He was 2100 for for days. Uh, as Drupal, if he cracks the lineup, I think he will. He's 2900 Odor is 2900 uh, this team is too cheap, man, period. So I, I think it's another day where I just kind of look to get exposure on, on, on FanDuel, once again, with the team that's too cheap in an elite hitting environment. Uh, can't wait to play these guys. Yep. Um, come on down. Moving on, Philadelphia <laughs> at Chicago. Jake Arrieta against you, Darvish. No total in this one. We're back in Chicago. We know we're not going to get totals. Um but it doesn't look like the wind's going to be a factor in this game. Obviously, always wait until the day of um, to see what the wind is doing. But let's talk Jake Arietta first. Do you have any interest here in Arietta? No, man, I can't play him. I, I I thought he was a guy that I may have considered today. But, you know, when, when I look at the underlying numbers on Arietta, um, I'm looking at, you know, I, I just can't trust him right now. And then also he just, he just – he's. He doesn't have the strikeout pitch, man. You know, uh, he went to that ESPN body edition and was naked throwing pitches, and now, you know, his career is over. Like, he can't throw strikes anymore. He can't strike anybody out. All right, that's a joke, but a very bad one at that. But I, I can't play area. It's just, just not enough upside for the price. Yeah, and that's probably one of my biggest issues with Arietta. He is striking out righties a little bit more than he has lefties this season, 24.8%, but – when your walk rate and your strikeout rate is the same against lefties and your hard hit rate and soft contact rate is a massive difference where you have a 31% hard to soft contact ratio, you know, you got issues. And when you have Schwarber, Rizzo, Hayward, you have enough lefty power in this lineup to make it where I don't want to attack you. And I will say, like, Jake Arrieta going back into Chicago, a team that he played for and had a lot of success with, I'm sure he's going to want to pitch well in this game. But the numbers have definitely not been there for him this season. You Darvish on the other side. You Darvish is either walking guys, striking guys out, or you know, just not doing very well. Zach Fipp is pushing five. He has a twenty-eight point six percent strikeout rate with a seventeen point two percent walk rate. You Darvish's biggest issue this season will is just hitting the strike zone. Um, uh, you know, just watching pitch, and it's just. It's frustrating to watch him pitch because we know he has the talent. He just can't do it right now. Yeah, man. I mean, you talked about this walk rate. I mean, have we seen a pitcher this good be so bad at, at the walks? I mean, 17.2%, man. That That's some pitcher's K rates in the league. I mean, just if he could get it under control, uh, I think the XFIP would come down. Uh, and I think he could really start, you know, piling up some nice fantasy performances. And he's done – he's piled up a few, you know, over the course of a season. But I, I, I can't play you here. Not not at 8,600. No way, Jose. Uh, he's got the talent. He has some upside. But he's in the J.A. Happ category for me. Too, too, too much for my blood. So I'm just not playing him today. 
Uh, let's talk Phillies hitters here. You know, anytime you have a guy struggling with walks, like you always have the upside of, you know, teams scoring multiple hit or multiple, multiple runs on, on home runs in this spot. Like Harper and, and Hoskins are both really interesting because he is giving up enough power that it makes it interesting. The other guy that I think is interesting is here is Gene Segura because he has a low strikeout rate. He's really going to make, you know, Yar- Darvish throw him strikes. So I don't mind like a, maybe a, a two, three, four stack here, maybe a little mini stack on the, on the second end of a stack. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I totally get it. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm more one-offs in the Phillies today. And I know that any stack, which is, which is pretty similar in my book, but uh, I, I don't think I have more than two Phillies today. I think I just try to go home run hunting. And uh, I think Hoskins would be my guy uh, today in, in terms of the home run department. And look, I mean, you've been good. Um, not not giving up a whole lot of hard contact. But, you know, I, I just think he's been so inaccurate. I think he gets one, misses a location, and one of these guys can, can send it across the fence. And I think I'd take Hoskins in this spot. It's not going to be the best weather. Uh, but as it looks right now, we're not Kevin Roth, but just early on, everything looks pretty neutral. Cool weather, but not a lot of wind. So uh, the ball should still be able to sail out of the park just a tad, and, and i definitely take Hoskins in this matchup. All right. Um, the Cubs, I, I will say Baez, guy and a guy, like he stepped weird on a play at uh, like throwing out Helix and running to first. Um I, I, you know, so we'll have to see if he's if he's in there or not. It was just a weird step, but you know, if Schwarber bats lead off here, he's cheap. Um, so I, I like Schwarber if he's batting lead off uh, in this spot. Like he's thirty five hundred on on DraftKings. He's cheap on FanDuel as well. So Schwarber would be a guy that I'd really gravitate to if he's batting lead off here against uh, Arietta. But don't mind Rizzo, don't mind Hayward, um, and, and Chris Bryant's hot. So if you want to, if you want to play the hot hand, and Chris Bryant um, has five home runs. I, I know three of those came in one game, but five home runs over his last ten games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he he's been hitting the ball a lot better. Um, you know, and, and maybe this sounds crazy, but I think one indication that, and this is a very basic indication, okay. But one of the things you can do, man, if you pull up a guy's game log. Just see if he's just making contact, you know, getting a hit, period. And, you know, if you see that, if you see where a guy has not been getting any hits and then all of a sudden, you know, the hits are starting to pick up, you know, I, I think that's a good indicator. So, you know, he got one hit today in Washington, uh, didn't get any the, the game before, obviously before the game before that, didn't get any one in Cincinnati, three in Cincinnati, three in Milwaukee. Like the trends have been there. It's, it's hitting that starting to pick up. So, I'm with you. I, I think Chris Bryant is, is, is definitely in play here, uh, along with Rizzo, you know, uh, the Brizzo connection. Uh, and Wilson Contreras, man, I know we uh, we talked about Gary. You kind of talked about him earlier. Uh, I think Contreras is like just, just a perfect pivot because you got to think at 5K on DK, he's going to get zero, zero ownership when you got Gary to go there in Baltimore. So I think Contreras is just – a pivot spin-up option. I don't think he's the best option, but I think with the with the type of production he's he's been giving us this year, I think he's definitely in consideration against Arietta. 
All right, moving on. White Sox and Astros. It sounds like it's going to be Ross Detweiler against Brad Peacock. Uh, Detweiler signed a contract with Chicago um, about 10 days ago. Made a start um, in AAA. Had really solid stuff and really good numbers. Um, I don't even think he's in the player pool on any site, uh, but it's looking like it's going to be him to start this game. He never really panned out. Like, this was a six overall draft pick in 2016 or 2017. Um, had, a you know, a lot of um, hype behind him and just never ran, really pulled it panned out with the Nationals. He's kind of traveled a lot with a bunch of different teams, but has never re- really been able to, to get the job done. High whip, doesn't strike people out, um, and, and the swinging strike rate career under 7%. So... Um, judging by his 584 career innings, you know, it's not anything to be excited about. And he is a lefty facing Houston. Um, so not on the site, not on any site that I saw, but, uh, certainly somebody that I'm going to probably be picking on here. Um, looking at this, uh, I'm just making sure he's not on Fandle really quick. Uh, do you have any thoughts here on Brad Peacock? Well, I mean, Peacock's a guy that, that I've played, you know, a couple times this year. Uh, and I think what you got to hope with him is, you know, I think, and I think this is something we talked about before as well. You just got to hope that Peacock doesn't get in trouble early. And if he can avoid some early struggles, you know, I think he's a guy we can look at. Um, you know, we, we know he has the K upside as he's flashed in a few games this season. You know, he's got a few 7K games, a few, you know, a 12K game. Um, I, I, you know, and so if, if he can kind of get in that six to seven, you know, K's in that range, I think he's going to be a good spin for us today. Uh, you know, for the, for the price at 8,900, I definitely play him over, uh, you, I, I'm not sure if I play him over Luke Weaver. That's something we'll, we'll talk about later. I, just something I've got to kind of debate in my head. I definitely play him over Hap today. So, uh, I, I think Peacock is 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 going to make my list. Um, we'll, we'll see, you know, where we can kind of go with him. But at, at the moment, he's on the list. Yeah, he's on my list as well. Um, obviously, the strikeouts in this spot are are high. He's certainly been somebody that we can play for strikeouts. Um, so I, I certainly don't mind him in this spot. I do worry about you know, the amount of lefties at the top of this order. And, you know, Peacock has struggled with lefties this season. But even when you're looking at the lefties in this lineup, there's enough strikeouts to, you know, certainly make it worth it for him. So he's a guy that has 35, probably 35 point upside in this matchup. If he can go out and get the strikeouts and pitch a little bit deeper into the game. You know, that's the other thing you got to worry about Peacock is, you know, pitch count. They don't typically let him go too deep. I don't think he's gone over 100 pitches this season from what I looked at earlier. Um, Nope. His most is 98, and it was against Kansas City, and that was his, you know, massive upside game. So the strikeouts are there. This is a team that, you know, the lowest person on this team starting lineup-wise, 18.3%. So Brad Peacock certainly has the upside to go out and get him a bunch of strikeouts in this game. Um, White Sox bats, what are we looking at here for the White Sox? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse. You can look at Moncada just because of the, the the massive ISO numbers, man. I mean, when he's batting on the left side of the play, he's just been great. The problem is he just strikes out so much, and so that that's kind of the 
the drawback, you know. So I, I think with the White Sox, if you're looking at it, you're basically trying to maybe pick out a home run. Yonder Alonso is another one, uh, you know, hasn't, hasn't put up the ISO numbers this season, but we know this guy. I mean, we, we know he's a professional hitter. Obviously had a breakout season in Oakland uh, a couple years ago. So I, I think he's a guy that we can look at. But I'm not going to be rushing to stack up the uh, the White Sox today. Just maybe maybe some one-offs, and that would be it. Yeah, I certainly don't mind Moncada, but outside of that, I really don't like the White Sox here. I don't mind Jose Abreu maybe as a, as a tournament play, but that's just because he's been hitting with a lot of power this season. We're, we're really starting to see uh, a healthy Jose Abreu, um, 93.6% or 93.6 miles an hour average exit velocity this season against right-handed pitching for Abreu. Um, as far as the Houston bats go, Springer is probably not going to play in this game. So that should move some people up. Like Gary L, if he gets a good lineup spot, I like him. Um, Riznik, he would be really interesting as a cheap value play if he gets a good lineup spot. And we know Bregman and Correa. You know, we know the pieces to attack here, Will, um, against this lefty. And we know this bullpen that we could get to this bullpen pretty early here. And, you know, this be another spot that, you know, we just see this team just, you know, do well, um, you know, especially when we're looking at, played IQ and we're looking at bullpen numbers, this is a spot where if this team is is trailing, we, we know what type of arms we're going to get here. Yeah, man. And I, I just – I think Houston may end up being the perfect pivot if we think Seattle and Texas is going to garner massive ownership. Uh, I definitely think this is a team we can look at. And, and essentially what's helping us out, which Jake Marisnik is very expensive to be – batting in the nine hole. I mean, the guy's 4,700. He's been hitting really well recently. Uh, for Or for a stretch, he was hitting really well, but that, that's really expensive for the nine hole. But what it's going to do, it's really going to lower the ownership. So, you know, Guriel, like you talked about at 3,900, you can play him at first and third on DK, which, which just really helps out. And then on FanDuel, the reason why I brought that up is because you can also play Tyler White. Uh, so you can get a few pieces of salary relief and really put a nice little stack together here for Houston. So, uh, once again, man, I, I I like this team top to bottom. Rob uh, Robinson Torinos, uh, he might as well just be out in Arlington because he hasn't slowed down a lick. Is continuing to crush the baseball this year. Uh, Alemis Diaz, he was on a little power surge there when they were playing Detroit. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was Detroit. Yeah. So. I, I think he probably cracks the lineup today. And so, you know, when you start throwing in those pieces, you start looking around, uh, this team could be, you know, a little bit more affordable than we think outside of Bregman and uh, and Correa. And so that, that, that kind of gives me uh, a really good idea there in terms of pivoting off of that Houston, Houston uh, not Houston, Texas-Seattle game with some Houston batsmen. I, I really like these guys. Uh, they're probably the number one team on the slate uh, in terms of run production, especially at home this year. Haven't been cranking out these numbers as much, but Houston is averaging six runs per game at home. Uh, they're averaging 5.54 on the season. Definitely expecting good production. Mariznick is really cheap on FanDuel, and Diaz is dealing with a hamstring injury, so make sure he's in the lineup. This could be a really interesting lineup um like we could see tyler white batting like fifth and gary l batting like fourth like you know this this is one of those lineups when it comes out you really got to be paying attention to what it looks like because there's a, you know altuve's out they got a lot of banged up guys in houston right now 
uh, with Springer yeah. and Diaz kind of banged up. So pay attention to this lineup. Like, you know, you might you might see like Torino's might be the DH in this game, and, and like Stassi might be the catcher. Like, you know, that's that's how this game might look um, when when this lineup comes out. Yeah, and one other thing too, Stevie. Before before we move on, and I'll let this team go, but. Uh, I think Michael Brantley is a guy you got to include in your stack, man. Um, uh, when I say have to, I'm saying most people are going to load up on the righties, and, and Brantley's really expensive. I mean, we've seen this guy go lefty-lefty all, all season and, and just send him out of the park. So I think he's actually a nice contrarian option with this team because you have to spin up. I mean, he's 5,600 on DK. If you want to play him, you're going to have to play him. And I, I think he's a nice contrarian option. For a team that, you know, if they get stacked, you got to think they're going to play Correa, Bregman, and some of the other cheap righties. Atlanta at San Francisco. Mike Sorica against Andrew Suarez. Um, I, I certainly like Sorica in this spot. You know, he's getting a massive ballpark shift going to San Francisco, facing a team that doesn't have a ton of power. Seems like a spot that, you know, he can go out and, and pitch a really good game. Um, I, I like his price. If I'm not playing Corbin as my SQ1 in cash games, I'm probably playing Sorka. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, he's a guy pitched really well at home against Milwaukee. Uh, I mean, uh, Seattle, St. Louis, excuse me. Uh, I, 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 I was very impressed with that start. Uh, d- didn't miss a beat, man. I mean, it, it was warm out there. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't dial up the K numbers that day, but listen, he got the win. He, he did what we needed him to do. Seven innings, 93 pitches, uh, didn't give up any runs, just, just outstanding control that day. And that's what we're going to get with him. He's not going to have the big strikeout numbers every week or every game, but this is definitely a game where I think he'll get more than three. I think five to five to seven is right in his wheelhouse against this team. Uh, and I am expecting him to get the win, uh, and so ninety-two hundred for him on uh, on uh, on DK. I think is very fair on Fanduel. I think I'm still going to side with Corbin. I think Corbin's got the upside in terms of the, of the K's, and there's only an eight hundred dollar price difference between him and Corbin on DK. You know, we're, we're pretty much getting almost a two thousand dollar discount. Uh, it's actually seventeen hundred to be exact. Uh, so I definitely think he, he's in play and could be a nice pivot for salary relief. Yeah, I certainly like him. And, you know, he's he's almost priced at a point that if you want to play him and Corbin in cash games, I can get behind that. Um, whether you want to do that or you want to play Paddock, you want to play Peacock, you want to play Weaver. There's a lot of different ways you can approach your, your lineup builds today, you know, especially with all the expensive bats. Andrew Suarez on the other side of this game, you know, going to be making his first start of this season. I don't uh, – I think this has a lot to do with a lot of guys being banged up because he's been awful in AAA this season. He didn't make the starting rotation out of spring training. He's been terrible in AAA. He's posted a 5.58 XFIP in AAA with a 16.9% strikeout rate, um, you know, home run per nine over one, and his whip 1.7 whip in AAA – um, I'm going to be staying away here from Andrew Suarez. I don't like playing lefties against the Braves anyway, and this is just not a spot that I'm going to play Andrew Suarez. Yeah, man. Uh, the only thing that's going to be working in Suarez's favor is the ballpark. Uh, but, man, you know how I feel about attacking guys coming off the DL. It's the same reason, you know, I, I, I've been after my own pitcher, Mike fulton off off the DL. He had a rough spring training, uh, got hurt, and then went to – 
went to a minor league ball and was just just got awful there and brought it right on up to the big show. Did improve a little bit today, but overall, Fulton Nevich has been just not pitching well. And, man, I, I really wish I could attack Suarez here. I think if you're going with the mass multi-entry route, I think you take a brave stack here, Stevie. I really do. I know the part's awful, but they could really hang a number on this team in this ballpark uh, very early and, and really could, could be some somewhat of a, a midnight hammer, late-night hammer. I like the Braves here against a struggling Suarez coming coming from the minors a little too early. Uh, like him a lot. Like the Braves. Yeah, I like – I like them as like fill in pieces. I don't know if I do like a full stack, but like I like them as full in pieces, fill in pieces. Like I like I like a lot of these guys. I like Swanson. I like Acuna. I like Donaldson. I like Riley. I, I you know Flowers. Albies has more power from the right side of the plate. Like I, I like five or six of these guys, but I don't see myself in this ballpark fully stacking these guys when we're looking at Houston, when we're looking at Texas, when we're looking at Seattle, we're looking at all those power spots. This is a spot that like, you know, you know, Danzy Swanson probably makes my cash build on, on, on FanDuel or, you know, like types like that. Like, you know, Austin Riley is a guy that is just ever since he got called up is just hitting everything thrown at him. So like, these are the guys that I'm looking at Swanson's 4k Riley's 4k. Like, Camargo, if he cracks the lineup, he's very good against lefties. He's thirty seven hundred. Like, I can make a really good stack and, and then fill in with these guys. Um, and, and that's certainly what I'm going to be looking at here. I like pretty much all the righties. I know Freeman's been hitting better, um, but the righties don't see as much of a bump down as the lefties in this ballpark for home runs. Yeah, man, I, I totally get it, man. I. So, you know, for, for those of you that haven't been playing DFS a long time, uh, there's a guy out there by the name of E. Hafner. He's been in the game a very long time. And I'm telling you, man, this Atlanta team has just got the E. Hafner Midnight Hammer special written, written all over it. Like, I'm just thinking back to the olden days, Stevie, where you, you think you're taking down a tournament and then E. Hafner comes out of nowhere with like all of the Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim Angels, the the worst team in the league, and he's got Trout, and he's got Pujols, and uh, let's see who else was playing back then that he would have had. Anyway, he's got this, this oddball stack that comes out of nowhere and runs up the total, and I feel like that's what we're seeing with the Braves here, Stevie. I think I'm starting to get a little bit excited. I, I think the Braves are a viable stack here. The more the more I think about it, especially when you talk about the righties, Acuna, Riley, Donaldson, guy coming off the DL struggling. I mean, coming coming from from the minor struggling. I, I think this is a viable stack, and maybe not a primary. Maybe I try to build this this stack around another one. But Steve, I'm getting a little bit excited about my my, my Braves here. Uh, I think I think we 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 might be able to chop this guy's head off pretty early. Yeah, and the other, the only other thing that I wanted to point out um, about Josh Donaldson, we know how good he's been against left-handed pitching throughout his career. His ground ball rate is through the roof this season against um, uh, against lefties. He's still hitting everything hard, so we're eventually going to start to see Donaldson, you know, start to do better. But all right, moving on. Oh, do you have any Giants that you like? Man, not really. Um... I liked them the other day and didn't play them, and I think it was the day they put up seven runs. I think it was in Arizona. That might have been where it was. But, yeah, no, 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 no Giants interest today. Just 
it's going to be a complete fade. Minnesota at LA. We got Jake Odorizzi against Taylor Cole, Cole, who will be followed by Felix Pena, um, one of those opener type deals. Uh, Jake Odorizzi here. He's been really good this season. He's shown a ton of upside in a lot of spots this year. He's 8,200. My biggest concern is this team just doesn't strike out that often, Will. Um, they're going to put the ball in play against him a lot. And even at 8,200, I don't think I can take the risk today. Yeah, man, no, no need to take it. Um, we, we've got perfectly viable pitchers on this slate. Uh, I think we can fade Odorizzi and come out just fine. Um, Felix Pena on the other side of this game. I hate these openers, um, but uh, and I, I don't see myself really using him in this spot either. No way, Jose. Yeah, if this was in a different ballpark, I'd probably stack Minnesota. Um, Felix Pena... 337 Woba, 242 ISO with a 54.2% fly ball rate and a 41.7% hard hit rate uh, against lefties this season. Overall, this dude has a 32.1% hard to soft contact ratio, so he's certainly been helped by this ballpark. Minnesota is another team that I'm looking at on this slate um, more as like one-offs or maybe like two-mans or three-mans. I don't see myself rolling out like a four or five-man in Minnesota. Stevie, this team is hot. Uh, yeah, I know. They're, they are hot. This, they made me some the, money over the last couple of days. The last three games, they have averaged 12 runs. Yes, that is correct. 12 runs. They scored 18. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really, really enthused about possibly getting some twins at low ownership. Uh, Stevie, they, it, so today they lost four to seven. No big deal. They still scored four. 18 to four the game before that. Seven to one the game before that. 11 to six the game before that. That, that was in Seattle. Eight to seven, four to three. This team is hot, man. I I, I think, like, like, you know, I know I keep talking about mass multi entry. If 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 you're multi-entering, you need to have a twin stack or two or three or four. Uh, I don't see any any of these two pitchers. The combination of Taylor Cole and Felix Pena slowing this team down. Kepler should eat. Polanco should eat. Rosario, Scope, Chrome, Marwin, uh, Miguel Sano is back. Maybe that's contributing to the hotness. Uh, I'm not sure, but they're just they're scorching right now. I am willing to play the Twins, even in this ballpark, on this slate. Really like what I'm seeing from them. And this is still a good matchup for them against a, a pitcher that's given up a lot of hard contact. I love the Twins. Yeah, I can certainly get behind playing the Twins today. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I already pretty much talked about how I, I kind of want to approach them on this slate. Um, my thoughts really haven't changed too much. But, you know, like you said, they're really hot. So, um, if you want to load up on the twins here, I have no issues with that whatsoever. The lefties, um, the lefties. Oh gosh. The other side of this game, the LA side of this game, you know, Trout has just, you know, he's always in play, you know, especially against a guy that, you know, gives up a lot of fly balls and hard contact. You know, he's always interesting. Simmons is a ground ball hitter. So obviously him against the fly ball guy, you know, fly balls, ground balls, line drives. Um, so I like those two guys. 
I don't mind like piecing in Lestella or Tani or Calhoun on any teams. Calhoun still has that massive ISO this season. He's really changed the swing and his approach at the plate. 52.6% hard hit rate. Um, you know, he's certainly been somebody that we've been able to play this year. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, guys have been hitting well. Let me say this. Do we think a PED test is coming for Tommy LaStella real soon? No, he's just changed his approach and he's changed his swing. You go back and you look at him the last couple of years and you look at his swing this year, it's just way different. You put in the work in the offseason, Will, and you just you get paid. And anybody that doesn't think LaStella's had two or three tests this year is crazy. Um, he, he's definitely been tested. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, he, he's been he's been outstanding this year. Uh, really, just what they needed with, with um, uh, gosh, he's he's been out so long now. I'm forgetting his name. Upton with okay. Upton out, oh. yeah, no Upton, Upton. I mean, I know he's a lefty bat, but I mean they've been missing Upton, and so you know they needed another guy to come and step in. Cole Calhoun has been a lot better this year. Uh, didn't. St- Start out, you know, too cold. He kind of came right in, you know, uh, hit the ball pretty well. So I, I like this team as well, man. I, I, I don't think I don't think I stack the Angels, but I do think I many stack the Angels, like a Lastella Trout Otani combo, um, or you know, like a Lastella Trout Calhoun, something of something of that sort. Uh, but I I don't I don't think I full stack, but I definitely like this team. Uh, against Odorizzi, who, who's going to give up some hard contact and going to give up the fly ball. All right, last game on the slate. We got Arizona at San Diego, seven and a half total. Luke Weaver, Chris Paddock, Paddock, a 150 favorite. Um, you know, outside of Reyes, and, and Renfro's been hitting with power. This team really strikes out a ton. And, and you, you know, even Reyes strikes out a bunch, but. This is a really good spot for Luke Weaver. Um, I, I like both pitchers in this game, you know, spoiler alert, but this is a really good spot for Luke Weaver. And, you know, Franrell Reyes scares me, and I've been playing him a ton. This dude's been making me a ton of money this season. But Luke Weaver really stands out to me, Will. The strikeout stuff is there. You know, we know he has the strikeout ability against righties. It's higher against righties than it is against lefties. The only thing that's concerning me is the hard hit rate is a little bit higher against righties, and we know we're going to face quite a bit of righties here. Um, but this is a spot that I certainly don't mind playing Luke Weaver. Yeah, man, I'm with you 100%. And this is kind of, you know, what I was talking about earlier when I said I really like Weaver. Uh, it's kind of my mid-range spin. I, I think – and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think in cash games, I, I, I think Corbin Weaver is is – close to what we we should be doing here you know maybe you go up to soroka or something like that but i i i i think we was okay for cash today when you look at these k rates uh 22 on 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 garcia 25.2 on reyes 21 on manny 21 on Hosmer, hosmer 32 on renfro uh 25.6 on france if he makes the lineup will myers man 37.9% 37.9% in Austin Hedges, 29.4. Oh, don't forget, he's going to get the pitch to a pitcher today. I, I I just think Weaver's a massive, massive play here. I think he's got some strikeout upside. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm really excited to play him. Uh, you know, this is the guy at the beginning of the season. You know, we were attacking a little bit, and 
that's kind of why I always talk about the fact that you're going to have a window where you'll get to attack a pitcher. And sometimes, you know, the window's two or three games. Chris Sale, the same thing. You had a window two or three games. The window's gone now. And that's why I love recent trends so much. And the recent trends right now, man, say that, you know, we need to be playing Luke Weaver. And the other thing that I, that I really like about it, Stevie, is if you look at this pitch count, look at the last three games, 103, 104, 102. Uh, they're pretty much rolling him out there like he's an ace. So, I, 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 once again, man, just really excited to play Luke Weaver against a really high strikeout team today. Yeah, and, like, you know, however you want to build your lineup, whether it be Corbin or Sorica, you know, obviously – you know, when you're looking at it, you're going to be looking at, like, what bats am I getting and all that stuff. So um, I'm perfectly fine with playing Weaver in cash games on this slate, um, yeah. whether it's with Corbin or Sorica. I don't know if you necessarily need Corbin on this slate in cash games. Um, I will say, like, on FanDuel, I, I agree with you. Corbin is so close to Sorica on Paddock that I, I, I still lean Corbin. But, like, even Luke Weaver over there, like, you're getting a 1,200 discount. What is that going to do to my lineup? But I will say, like, it's not hard to play Corbin and Rangers uh, on FanDuel like we talked about. So um, that's probably the cash build that I'm looking at over there. Um, Chris Paddock on the other side of this game. You know, this game, the 7.5 total seems a little high to me. You know, I, I think this game's going to be under that. I think this is going to be a pitcher, like, old-fashioned pitcher's duel in this one. Paddock has been much better at home this season, and we're looking at um, you know an Arizona team that has the power to beat Paddock, but two of those power bats that have ISOs over over 200 are Adam Jones and Christian Walker. This guy has been death to righties. You're not hitting home runs against him if you're a right-handed bat. Yeah, not at all, man. And and I think the only thing on Paddock, the on, the only knock on Paddock is, you know, can, can he get the strikeouts early enough? Because his pitch count, he's really not going past 90 pitches too much this season. Um, and he has done it a lot, you know. But, you know, can he dial up the strikeouts and and get through six innings without, without enough pitches? I mean, without piling up the pitches. Because one of the things about Arizona this season is, you know, Christian Walker stri- striking out a lot and he is death to righties. But, you know, Dyson at 16.7, you know, Adam Jones at 13. We'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Adam Jones can be a little pesky. Nick Ahmed, you know, you just got a kind of a balanced team here. And so if they if they run the pitch count up early, we could only see Paddock for four to five innings or, or let's say maybe five innings probably at the most if, if they get a little pesky with him. And that's my only concern, which is why I think I'm, I'm more on Soroka more on uh, Luke Weaver than I am on on Paddock today. But obviously the guy's a good pitcher. Like I said, I got a chance to watch him on MLB Network against the Mets that night. And he looked phenomenal. And uh, so I, I like him as a pitcher. I'm just I'm just afraid of the pitch count uh, getting up there a little bit too early. What have the Mets done for you recently? Um, any Arizona bats that you want to play here against Paddock? No, I, I don't want to play Arizona because I just I don't like the part. Uh, I, I do respect Paddock, obviously, so I'm just not going to play any of the bats either. Yeah, I don't really see anything standing out to me. Um, as far as Padres go, I, I, I still like Reyes. Um, I know I talk about him all the time, and he's low-owned every slate. But, you know, when we look at Weaver, 
hard contact rate, 51.6% against righties. And the one guy that I think could beat him in this ballpark is Fran Mel Reyes. He's still 4,200. He's going to be ridiculously low-owned once again, Will. Um, I, I, I definitely like this spot for Reyes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I totally get it. I'm not going to play Reyes today, but listen, man, when you're looking at a 355 ISO, 382 Woba, the guy's got the power. The fly ball rate is there. The hard contact rate is there. So I, I, I totally, totally, totally get it. I just think I'm going to fade both sides of this game for offense, and I, I think I'd only be interested in the pitching. Yep, uh, I completely understand that. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. We got, like, hashtag Vogelbaum, hashtag Jock Jams. I need a hashtag for Reyes. Um, I obviously don't do it enough, but, yeah, it's just fun. Um, Will, give me a pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Man. I wish Luke Weaver was down there. That would have been great. Um, this is a tough one today because I don't really like anybody. I, I think the only person that I <sighs> just give me uh, give me Jake Arrieta, but I don't like it at all. Yeah. Um... We don't have a lot of options today. Uh, let's, just, <laughs> let's be frank for a second. You know what? Um, you know what? God, I almost want to go off the board here. I almost want to go off the board. Can I? Can I? Can I uh, get? Can I get a redo on that one? It depends on who you want to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, never mind. I don't. I don't want to get fired on my day off. Yeah. No. No. Don't do that. <laughs> um. I'm going to take, just because there's not a lot of options. Um. Even he's over 8K. Um, give me Andrew Kashner. God, so yeah, see, that's what I'm that was gonna be my redo. So, all right, yeah, cool. And we got it covered. <laughs> Not a lot of plays under 8K today. You're probably paying over 8K for your pitchers today. Yeah. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's the bust up here today? Man, this is a good one. You already know where I'm going. Give me Mr. Mike Miner under 15. Yeah, I don't mind that one. Um, I'm going to go with Darvish. Yep, that, that would have been my second choice. Um, over 4K to hit a home run today, Will. Who's your expensive bat to go yarding? Man, there's so many, and then there's so many obvious ones. I'm going to go with a guy that I don't think anybody's going to play. Now, this is a if he makes the lineup, okay? If he makes the lineup, he's a guy I, I think I'd have a little interest in, and that's Hunter Pence out there in Texas. I doubt he's going to play, um, but I, I like the call. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the red hot um, Willie Calhoun. Um, I like cheaper it. cheaper guy here. Um. Yeah, let, 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 let me, can I give him another one? Since, since we yeah, just in case Pence doesn't play. Yeah, give me Trey Mancini, man. 5K, love, love Trey Mancini today in this spot. All right, uh, under 4K to get two hits. I think there's a bunch of them today. Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, Max Kepler, man, 3,800. I, I talked about the Twins, love the Twins. Max Kepler at 3,800. Good God, that's too cheap. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I'm just gonna take the chalk today. I'm all over the chalk. Why not just keep chalking it up here? Give me a Struble Cabrera, um, 3800 against um, whoever Seattle's rolling out there. <laughs> Mike Leak hey, plus the bullpen. You know the the more I think about this, Stevie, I'm I'm really starting to like not stacking on this slate. The, I mean, there's just so many like, especially if you want to get your pitching right on DK. You got so many combinations of these value bats that you can plug in there. This is going to be a good one to put together, man. I'm excited. Give me a stack to score six or more runs, Will. Man. There's so many. I'm going to go off the board, though. I'm going off the board. This is a team I talked about. I'm going to stick to the core player of who I am and different things that I've kind of got in my blue notebook that I like to attack. Give me my Braves, man. Against Andrew Suarez, really struggling. Give me the Braves to go over six. Yeah, I like that one. Um, you know, I think Texas and Seattle both can get there in this spot. You know, Houston, you know, we, we, we've talked about the chalk. I don't know how – so hard to guess ownership on this slate because they're, we're going to have a bunch of totals that are going to be really high. But give me the Yankees. Um, I know they were one of the first teams we talked about, and I did say Andrew Kasher has been better against lefties this year. But that team's full of right-handed bats, uh, so I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man, let's keep having fun out here. Keep rocking and rolling. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.